Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the live studios in the, in the Haven, which is located in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. Um, I've been bearing the separation, barely. Uh, it's been three days without um, my daily fix of hearing Srimad Bhagavatam with you all and somehow or other I've survived and now I'm getting the relief of going back to Godhead because hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam in the company of the Vaishnavas uh, is like going back to Godhead at least while we're doing it um, Shabda Brahma Srila Sanatana Goswami um, glorifies and describes in a very succinct way the glories of the Srimad Bhagavatam. It goes like this. Sarva-shastra-dipi-yusha Sarva-vidhaika-satpala Sarva-siddhanta-ratnaja Sarva-lokaika-drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of all the precious gems, of all conclusive truths. You are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dvandoditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir, of all the Supreme Lord's devotees. O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun, risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya, Prema Varshak Shadayate, Sarvada Sarvasevyaya, Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you, who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madeka bando matsangin, madguro man mahadana, manistadaga madbhagya, madananda namostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu saduta dayin atini chochata kada hanamun chin mam premna rit kantajokspura O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Okay. We reached the 25th chapter 
of the fourth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. The descriptions of the characteristics of King Puranjana. This is going to be an allegorical story told by Narada Muni to King Prashinibharaja. And there's going to be a story told of a king just like uh, Barishat, whose name is Puranjana. Text 1. The great sage, mm, Maitreya, continues speaking to Vidura. My dear son, my dear Vidura, in this way, Lord Shiva instructed the sons of King Barishat. The sons of the king also worshipped Lord Shiva with great devotion and respect. Finally, Lord Shiva became invisible to the princes. Purport. This chapter <clears throat> contains a great lesson concerning the monarchical kingdom in the days of yore. When King Barishat was considering retiring from the royal duties, he sent his sons to perform austerities in order to become perfect kings for the welfare of the citizens. At the same time, King Barishat was being instructed by the great sage Narada about the material world and the living entity who wants to enjoy it. It is therefore very clear how the kings and princes were trained to take charge of the kingdom. Welfare activities for the benefit of the citizens were aimed at understanding the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The human form of life is especially meant for understanding God, our relationship with Him, and our activities in His service. Because the kings took charge of the spiritual education of the citizens, both the king and the citizens were happy in Krishna consciousness. In this regard, we should remember that the monarchical hierarchy of Prachina Barishad came from Maharaj Dhruva, the great devotee of the Lord, a great devotee of the Lord, and the most celebrated disciple of Narada Muni. King Prachina Barishat was then too much engaged in fruitive activities due to performing different types of yajyas. One can actually be promoted to high, higher planetary systems or to the heavenly kingdoms by performing various yajyas. But there is no question of liberation or going back home, back to Godhead. When the great sage Narada saw that a descendant of Maharaj Dhruva was being misled by fruitive activities, Narada took compassion upon him and personally came to instruct him about the ultimate benediction of life, bhakti-yoga. How Narada Muni indirectly introduced the bhakti-yoga system to King Prachini Bharishad is very interestingly described in this 25th Chapter. Text 2 All the Prachetas, 
simply stood in the water for 10,000 years and recited the prayers given to them by Lord Shiva. Purport. <clears throat> of course, in the modern age, one may be amazed how the princes could stand in the water for 10,000 years. However, living, in, living in, within air or living within water is the same process. One simply has to learn how to do it. The aquatics live within water for their whole lifespan. Certain favorable conditions are created to enable them to live within water. In those days, however, people used to live for 100,000 years. So out of so many years, if one could spare 10,000 years for the sake of austerity, he would be assured of success in his future life. This was not very astonishing. Although such a fear, although such a feat is impossible in this age, it was quite possible in Satya Yuga. Text 3 when the, While the princes were undergoing severe austerities in the water, their father was performing different types of fruitive activities. At this time, the great saint Narada, master and teacher of all spiritual life, became very compassionate upon the king and decided to instruct him about spiritual life. Purport As pointed out by Prabodhananda Saraswati Thakur, a great devotee of Lord Chaitanya, Kaivalya, or merging into the Brahman effulgence, is, like, is just like going to hell. He similarly states that elevation to the upper planetary systems for the enjoyment of heavenly life is just so much phantasmagoria. This means that a devotee does not give any importance to the ultimate goal of the karmis and jnanis. The ultimate goal of the karmis is promotion to the heavenly kingdom and the ultimate goal of the jnanis is merging into the Brahman effulgence. Of course, the jnanis are superior to the karmis as confirmed by Lord Chaitanya. Koti karma nishta madhya eka jnani shrestha One jnani or impersonalist is better than many thousands of fruitive actors. C.C. Madhya 19.147 Therefore a devotee never enters upon the path of karma or elevation by fruitive activities. Narada Muni took compassion upon King Prachina Bharichat when he saw the king engaged in fruitive activity. In comparison to mundane workers, those who were trying to be elevated to the higher planetary systems by performing yajyas are undoubtedly superior. In pure devotional service, however, both karma and jnana are considered bewildering features of the illusory energy. Text 4 Narada Muni asked King Prachina Bharishat, My dear King, what do, you, what do you desire 
to achieve by performing these fruitive activities. The chief aim of life is to get rid of all miseries and enjoy happiness, but these two things cannot be realized by fruitive activity. Purport In this material world, there is a great illusion which covers real intelligence. A man in a mode of passion wants to work very hard to derive some benefit, but he does not know that time will never allow him to enjoy anything permanently. Compared with the work one expends, the gain is not so profitable. Even if it is profitable, it is not without its distresses. If a man is not born rich and he wants to purchase a house, cars, and many other material things, he has to work hard day and night for many years in order to possess them. Thus, happiness is not attained without undergoing some distress. Actually, pure happiness cannot be had within this material world. If we wish to enjoy something, we suffer for something else. On the whole, suffering is the nature of this material world, and whatever enjoyment we are trying to achieve is simply illusion. After all, we have to suffer the kinds we have to suffer the miseries of birth, old age, disease, and death. We may discover many fine medicines, but it is not possible to stop the sufferings of disease or death. Actually, medicine is not the counteracting agent for either disease or death. On the whole, there is no happiness in this material world. But an illusioned person works very hard for so-called happiness. Indeed, this process of working hard is actually taken for happiness. This is called illusion. Therefore, Narada Muni asked King Prachinabharishat what he desired to attain by performing so many costly sacrifices. Even if one attains a heavenly planet, he cannot avoid the distresses of birth, old age, disease, and death. Someone may argue that even devotees have to undergo many distresses in executing austerities and penances connected with devotional service. Of course, for the neophytes, the routine of devotional service may be very painful, but at least they have the hope that they will ultimately be able to avoid all kinds of distresses and achieve the highest perfectional stage of happiness. For the common karmis, there is no such hope because even if they are promoted to the higher planetary systems, they are not guaranteed freedom from the miseries of birth, old age, disease, and death. Even Lord Brahma, who is situated in the highest planetary system, Brahmaloka, has to die. Lord Brahma's birth and death may be different from an ordinary man's, but within this material world he cannot avoid the distresses of birth, old age, disease, and death.
if one is at all serious about attaining liberation from these miseries, he must take to devotional service. This is confirmed by the Lord Himself in Bhagavad Gita 4.9 Janma karma chame divyam evang yo veti tatpataha jaktva dehang punar janma naitimam etisorjana One who knows the transcendental nature of my appearance and activities does not, upon leaving the body, take his birth again in this material world, but attains my eternal abode, O Arjuna. Thus, after attaining full Krishna consciousness, the devotee, is, the, the devotee does not return to this material world after death. He goes back home, back to Godhead. That is the perfect stage of happiness, unblemished by any trace of distress. Text 5 The king replied, <clears throat> O great soul, O great soul, Narada, my intelligence is entangled in fruitive activities. Therefore I do not know the ultimate goal of life. Kindly instruct me in pure knowledge so that I can get out of the entanglement of fruitive activities. Purport Sri Naratam Das Thakur has sung Sat Sangha Chadi Kainu Asate Bilas Te Karani Lagila Ye Karma Manda Pangs As long as a person is entangled in fruitive activities, he is bound to accept one body after another. This is called karma bandha pangsa, entanglement in fruitive activities. It does not matter whether one is entangled in pious or impious activities, for both are causes for further entanglement in material bodies. By pious activities, one can take birth in a rich family and get a good education and a beautiful body. But this does not mean that the distresses of life are ultimately eliminated. In the Western countries, it is not unusual for one to take birth in a rich aristocratic family, nor is it unusual for one to have a good education and a beautiful body. But this does not mean that Westerners are free from the distresses of life. Although at the present moment, the younger generation in Western countries has sufficient education, beauty, and wealth, and although there is enough food, clothing, and facilities for sense gratification, they are in distress. Indeed, they are so distressed that they become hippies, and the laws of nature force them to, to accept a wretched life. Thus they go about unclean and without shelter or food and they are forced to sleep in the street. It can be concluded that one cannot become happy by simply performing pious activities. It is not a fact that those who are born with a silver spoon in their mouth are free from the material miseries of birth, old age, disease and death. The conclusion is that one cannot be happy 
by simply executing pious or impious activities. Such activities simply cause entanglement and transmigration from one body to another. Nartham Dasdakura calls this kar karma bandha pangsa. King Prachinabharishat admitted this fact and frankly asked <clears throat> Nardamuni how he could get free get out of this karma bandha pangsa entanglement in fruitive activities. This is actually the stage of knowledge indicated in the first verse of Vedanta Sutra, Atato Brahma Jagyasa. When one actually reaches the platform of frustration in an attempt to discharge Karma Bandha Pangsa, he inquires about the real value of life, which is called Brahma Jagyasa. In order to inquire about the ultimate goal of life, the Vedas enjoin Tad Vigyanartam Sagodum Eva Bigachchet. In order to understand the transcendental science, one must approach a bona fide spiritual master. King Prachina Bharashat found the best spiritual master, Narada Muni, and he therefore asked him about that knowledge by which one can get out of the entanglement of karma bhanda pangsa, fruitive activities. This is the actual business of human life. Jivasya tattva jigyasa narto yas cheha karma vihi. As stated in the second chapter of the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, 1 2 10, a human being's only business is inquiring from a bona fide spiritual master about extrication from the entanglement of karma bandha. Pangsa. Text seven, text six. Sorry. Those who are interested only in a so-called beautiful life, namely, remaining as a householder, entangled by sons and a wife, and searching after wealth, think that such things are life's ultimate goal. Such people simply wander in different types of bodies throughout this material existence without finding out the ultimate goal of life. Purport Those who are too much attached to family life, which consists of entanglement with wife, children, wealth and home, are engaged in kuta-dharma, pseudo-duties. Prahlad Maharaj has likened these pseudo-occupational duties to a dark well, andakupam, Prahlad has purposefully spoken of this dark well because if one falls into this well, he may die. He may cry for help, but no one will hear him or come to rescue him. The words Brahmyan Sangsadavartmasu are significant. In Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhya 19.151, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very clearly explains Brahmanda Brahmite Kong Bhagyaban Jeev. All living entities are wandering in different types of bodies throughout the different planets. And if, 
in the course of their wanderings, they come in contact with a devotee by the direction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, their lives become successful. Even though King Prachina Bharashat was engaged in fruitive activities, the great sage Narada appeared before him. The king was very fortunate to be able to associate with Narada, who enlightened him in spiritual knowledge. It is the duty of all saintly persons to follow in the footsteps of Narada Muni and travel all over the world to every country and village just to instruct illusioned persons about the goal of life and to save them from the entanglement of karma bandha, fruitive activity. Text 7 The great sage Narada said, O ruler of the citizens, my dear king, please see in the sky those animals which you have sacrificed without compassion and without mercy in the sacrificial arena. Purport. Because animal sacrifice is recommended in the Vedas. There are animal sacrifices in almost all religious rituals. However, one should not be satisfied simply by killing animals according to the directions of the scriptures. One should transcend the ritualistic ceremonies and try to understand the actual truth, the purpose of life. Nardamuni wanted to instruct the king about the real purpose of life and invoke a spirit of renunciation in his heart. Knowledge and the spirit of renunciation, jnana vairagya, are the ultimate goal of life. Without knowledge, one cannot become detached from material enjoyment. And without being detached from material enjoyment, one cannot make spiritual advancement. Karmis are generally engaged in sense gratification, and for this end they are prepared to commit so many sinful activities. Animal sacrifice is but one sinful acti such sinful activity. Consequently, by his mystic power, Narada Muni showed King Prachinibharashat the dead animals which he had sacrificed. Text 8 All these animals are awaiting your death so that they can avenge the injuries you have inflicted upon them. After you die, they will angrily pierce your body with iron horns. Purport Nardamuni wanted to draw King Prachinavarishad's attention to the excesses of killing animals in sacrifices. It is said in the Shastras, that by, animal, by killing animals in, the, in a sacrifice, one immediately promotes them to, the, to hum, human birth. Similarly, by killing their enemies on a battlefield, the Chetriyas, who fight for a right cause, are elevated to the heavenly planets after death. In Manu Sangita, it is stated 
that it is necessary for a king to execute a murderer so that the murderer will not suffer for his criminal actions in the next life. On the basis of such understanding, Nardamuni warns the king that the animals killed in sacrifices by the king await him at his death in order to avenge themselves. Nardamuni is not contradicting himself here. Nardamuni wants to convince the king that, the, that, the, that overindulgence in animal sacrifice is risky because as soon as there is a small discrepancy in the execution of such a sacrifice, the slaughtered animal may not be promoted to a human form of life. Consequently, the, human, the, the person performing sacrifice will be responsible for the death of the animal. Just as much as a murderer is responsible for killing another man, when animals are killed in a slaughterhouse, six people connected with the killing are responsible for the murder. The person who gives permission for the killing, the person who kills, the person who helps, the person who purchases the meat, the person who cooks the flesh, and the person who eats it. All become entangled in the killing. Nardamuni wanted to draw the king's attention to this fact. Thus, animal killing is not encouraged even in a sacrifice. Text 9 In this connection, <clears throat> I wish to narrate an old history connected with the character of a king called Puranjana. Please try to hear me with great attention. Purport The great king the great sage Nardamuni turned toward another topic, the history of King Puranjana. There is nothing but the history of King Prachinibharishat. Oh, sorry, I will start the purport again. Sorry. The great sage Nardamuni turned toward another topic, the history of King Puranjana. This is nothing but the history of King Prachinibharachat told in a different way. In other words, this is an allegorical presentation. The word Puranjana means one who enjoys in the body. This is clearly explained in the next few chapters. Because a person entangled in material activities wants to hear stories of material activities, Nardamuni turned to the topics of King Puranjana, who was nothing other, who was none other than King Prachinibharashat. Nardamuni did not directly deprecate the value of performing sacrifices in which animals are sacrificed. Lord Buddha, however, directly rejected all animal sacrifice. Srila Jayadev Goswami has stated, Nindasi Jagyabhidhar Ahaha Shuti Jayatam. The word Shruti-jatam indicates that, the Vedas, that in the Vedas animal sacrifice is recommended. But Lord Buddha directly denied Vedic authority in order to stop animal killing. Consequently, Lord Buddha is not accepted by the followers of the Vedas because he does not accept the authority of the Vedas. 
Lord Buddha is depicted as an agnostic or atheist. The great sage Narada cannot decry the authority of the Vedas, but he wanted to indicate to King Prachina Bharashat that the path of Karmakanda is very difficult and risky. Foolish persons accept the difficult path of Karmakanda for the sake of sense enjoyment, and those who are too much attached to sense enjoyment are called mudhas, rascals. It is very difficult for a mudha to understand the ultimate goal of life. In the propagation of the Christian consciousness movement, we actually see that many people are not attracted because they are mudhas engaged in fruitive activity. It is said, Upadesho hi murkanam praupam Upadesho hi murkanam prakopaya nishantaye If good instructions are given to a foolish rascal, he simply becomes angry and it turns against the instructions instead of taking advantage of them. Because Narada Muni knew this very well, he indirectly instructed the king by giving him the history of his entire life. In order to wear a gold or diamond nose pin or earring, one has to pierce the ear or nose. Such pain endured for the sake of sense gratification is endured on the path of karmakanda, the path of fruitive activity. If one wishes to enjoy something in the future, he has to endure trouble in the present. If one wants to become a millionaire in the future and enjoy his riches, he has to work very hard at the present moment in order to accumulate money. This is karma kandya. Those who are too much attached uh, to such a path undergo the risk anyway. Narada Muni wanted to show King Prachina Bharishat how one undergoes great troubles and miseries in order to engage in fruitive activity. A person who is very much attached to material activity is called Vishayi. A Vishayi is an enjoyer of Vishaya, which means eating, sleeping, mating, and defending. Narada Muni is indirectly indicating through the story of King Puranjana, that eating, sleeping, mating, and defending are troublesome and risky. The words itihasam, history, and puratanam, old, indicate that although a living entity lives within the material body, the history of living, the living entity within the material body is very old. In this regard, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur is sung, Anadi karma prapale, Anadi karma mapale, padi, bavarnava jali, taribari, na deki upaya. Due to my past fruitive activities, I have fallen into the water of material existence, and I cannot find any way to get out of it. Every living entity is suffering in this material existence from past activities. Therefore, everyone has a very old history. Foolish material scientists 
have manufactured their own theories of evolution which are simply concerned with the material body. But actually this is not the real evolution. The real evolution is the history of the living entity who is Puranjana, living within the body. Sri Nardamuni will explain this evolutionary theory in a different way for the understanding. Sri Nardamuni will explain this evolutionary theory in a different way for the understanding of sane persons. That brings us to 7.45 and we'll stop our readings tonight and tomorrow we'll start at text 10. In the meantime, we'll patiently wait for the reflections from the devotees. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. This is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Jai Maharaj. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. Well, well Hare Krishna to you too. All glories to Sri Prabhupada and Sri Bhagavatam. Blessed to have you back. Thank you, thank you. My humble obeisances to you and all the assembled sages. Hare Krishna. from Sudevi Dasi. <coughs> yes, Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Great pleasure to have you back. Glories to Srila Prabhupada. All glories to Srila Prabhupada and great to be back. And this is from Bhakta Rupa. Yes, Bhakta Rupa. He says, Miss you Maharaj, praying for your good health. Please take care of yourself, Maharaj. I'm trying my best. It's a complicated situation, which I won't go into the details, uh, but it's, yes, it's complicated. Hare Krishna. And this is Dr. Chad from Canterbury, I think. His pa name is Chad Canterbury. Dr. Chad from Canterbury. He says, Dandavat Pranams. Dandavat Pranams. Hare Krishna. And from Bhakti Maxine. Yes, Bhakti Maxine. Hare Krishna, dearest Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. <coughs> so good to hear your reading again. Try. Hare Bol. Thank you so much. I've missed it more than you can imagine. Chad is from Wales, actually. Oh, Chad is from Wales. Yes. From Dr. Rupa. Hare Krishna. And this is from Subarao. Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily readings. Nice to have you back in virtual space. 
and giving us the wake-up call by ringing the transcendental alarm clock by reading Srimad Bhagavatam. Well, the transcendental alarm god just got turned up because Narada Muni is going to really explain everything very graphically to Mar- to King Pr- Prachini Bharishat. There's going to be a very explicit explanation of what material existence is, you know, in these next few chapters to sober us up and prepare us for the uh, continuation of Srimad Bhagavatam with the proper understanding, attitude, Hare Krishna. I thank all of you for being patient with me while I go through this little patch. It's true, I've been having fevers every day for some time now. Um, It's getting better. I feel better. And as long as I'm well enough, I will continue these readings for the rest of the month. We've already had six days out of the month missing. And that's more than I normally do for any whole month. So I beg for the blessings of the Vaishnavas that I continue this service. Hare Krishna. This is from Rasanandini. Rasanandini. Hare Krishna to you, Maharaj, and all the assembled sages from Melbourne, Australia. Hare Krishna. All glories to the reading of Srila Prabhupada's books. Thank you very much. All glories to the Melbourne Yatra. Prabhupada spent quite some time there. Yes. And this is from Dayalagora Das. Dayalagora Das. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. It's amazing to see Narada Muni's expertise in preaching. Yes. He says, we pray for your good health. Thank you so much. And this expertise is partly due to the fact that he takes into consideration who he's preaching to. So at that point, King Prachinibharishat was too much attached in fruitive activities materialistic life so he didn't tell him directly he tells him in this story of King Paranjana indirectly just like it says in the, in the verses in the purports Hare Krishna so we don't always have to say everything to everyone we should choose what we have to say carefully so that that person can become attracted more and more and more to Krishna consciousness, to becoming Krishna conscious. Never has been there a time when it's more needed than today. Hare Krishna. I think they're all being compassionate with me because they know I'm not so strong (laughs) tonight. (laughs) Ha <laughs>
Krishna. Thank you very much, everyone, for your reflections, for your encouragement, and for your blessings that I may continue this daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books for as long as I possibly can. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. <clears throat> Samabeda Bhakti Vrinda ki jai. Gora Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic. As Nardamuni will enlighten us into the real nature of material existence to give us strength and enthusiasm and desire to go back home, back to Godhead. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.